Father, we thank you. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come and you lead and you guide us into all truth. You show us what to come and you remind us of the words that you have spoken to us time and time again. And we invite you to remind us of what you've said. To keep washing us with the water of your word. That faith would come in our hearts. That faith would grow in our hearts. For your purposes in our life to come to pass. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, the message, uh, the message that God can, like, God brings the message. And, you know, many times, and you've heard me share before that many times, you know, we can say that was a really good message. That message spoke to me. But, you know, a message is only as good as the fruit that's added to it. Yeah? It's only as good as the fruit that's added to it. It's, it's only, it's only as, as good as, 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 as we've embraced it, it can only bring the fullness of the goodness that God wants to draw out of it as we embrace it, as we take it, as we make it our own. Hallelujah. It needs to produce what it's sent to do. He sends forth his word. Amen. And he watches over his word. But every time he speaks, those words have something to produce in our life. Because we're looking into the mirror of the Word. And as we look into the mirror of the Word, His desire is that we grow from one degree of glory to another. So that means change. Yeah? He wants His Word to be productive. He wants it to produce in our lives. And you know what I find is, and you would, you would experience this as well, that sometimes we can be so discouraged in our Christian life because we're not experiencing the outcome that the word was sent to produce. But God's saying, I sent the Holy Spirit. I've given the Holy Spirit. I've placed the Holy Spirit in you to help you produce or be productive in your life that you would live out the outcome that the word was given to you for, to produce. Is that making sense? Hallelujah. But you know, many times the word comes as with Jonah there, I believe that's, that something leapt in his heart on the inside of him. And that something is the Holy Ghost. That something is the person of the Holy Spirit. And that when the word is spoken over us, whether it be the written word, whether it be the logos, whether it be the rhema, whether it be the prophetic word, the prophetic utterances, when that word is spoken, Holy Spirit leaps on the inside of us, do you know, but we can be so, we, we can drink it down often because of our experiences being, hey, you know, um, I've heard that before. And guess what? It never produced what I thought it was going to produce. Anyone relate to that? But God's saying, I want to breathe on the hope. I want to breathe on the confident expectation that is placed on the inside of you through the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to bring forth some amen so that there can be some there it is in your life. Anyone getting what I'm saying right now? You know, this word comes to bring an impartation in your life, an activation in your life. Praise God. Someone say, that's what I'm here for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He wants us to pay attention to what he's saying. Because there's life in his word. It's not just another sermon. We can get plenty of those online, but there's nothing like the presence of the Holy Spirit in the gathering of the saints. Hallelujah. He wants us to meditate his word. He wants us to speak his word. He wants us to think on it, to ponder it. He wants us to take ownership of it. Take it. That's mine. Someone say, that's mine. Hallelujah. When you, when you have that quickening, when you have that witness on the inside of you, when God speaks, we need to say, that's mine. That belongs to me. That's my word. And you know, so often it only takes one word for incredible breakthrough to take place in your life. Just one word. Just one word. When we hear him speak. Amen. Glory to God. Go with me if you would to Proverbs 4 verse 20. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Scripture says, my son, give attention to my words. This is Solomon speaking. You know, Solomon was full of wisdom. His wisdom was revealed when he asked the Lord to give him an understanding mind and a hearing heart that he'd know how to lead his people. He said, there's a wise man right there. He hasn't asked me for wealth or, or, or the things that the world offer. He's actually asked me for wisdom. And you know, because he asked for wisdom, God caused him to be the most wealthy person on earth that ever was and that ever will be. Because he knew that he could bring wealth to him because he would apply wisdom in the way that he handled it. Yeah, But here we see Solomon speaking. He says, my son, give attention to my words. Why wouldn't we listen to the wisest man that's ever lived? Full of the wisdom of God. My son, give attention to my words. He says, uh, listen to what I'm saying to you now. Incline your ear to my sayings. You see, Jesus in the Gospels, we see so many times where we say that the multitude come to hear and be healed. In the hearing came the healing. I said, in the hearing comes the healing. Do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. Someone say life. You know that word is life. It's zoe. It's life in its fullness. It's actually life as God knows it. If you take a hold of this word, you're going to know life as God knows it. But he says, you're not only going to know, you're going to experience. He's talking about experiential knowledge. Oh, glory to God. Come on. Oh, to those who find them. And health, someone say health, to all their flesh. It's going to have an effect on your life if you actually incline your ears, if you listen to what the Word of God says. Amen. That we make it first priority in our life. That when every, every report comes, we say, hang on a minute, God, what do you say about that? What do you say about that? What do you say? What do you have to say about that report? Because I'm going to listen to the report of the Lord. Why? Because he tells me to incline my ear unto his sayings. 
He says, let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Hallelujah. You know, you could meditate on that for 12 months. Amen? And we'd be smart to do so. Because we would find ourselves bringing every thought captive to the obedience of the Word of God. Whatever we hear, we would bring our thoughts captive to the Word of God. Bless the Lord. We'd begin to renew our minds. And so transformation would take place in our lives. But the words, my son, it says, my son, that you know, sonship hears the voice of God. We know that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, Romans 8, 14. It says the sons, the mature ones, are led by the Spirit of God. They hear the voice of God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow. As sons know the sound of the Father's voice because they spend time with him. That sounds like my dad. You know, I, 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 I know what he's... I know what he sounds like. As a matter of fact, I, I know what he's going to say in that situation. I know what he would say. I know what he would speak into that. You see, that's what Jesus did. He didn't do anything unless he heard the Father say it. He would do it. He didn't see him do it. And he wouldn't say anything unless he'd already heard him say it. And one would agree that he had a very successful ministry. Amen? Glory to God. So the Holy Spirit wants to dig out our ears that we would hear what the Lord says. That in hearing we would hear. Amen? That we would keep his word in the midst of our heart. Because he's got the answer for everything. He has the answer for everything. Isn't that awesome? He's a genius. And if we listen to him, he'll make us look like a genius too. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> He can make you look like a genius, you know. Bless the Lord. So we come to him like a child and ask him for the answer for everything. Amen. Jesus filled his assignment. He fulfilled his assignment. And that's the way we'll fulfill ours. Glory to God. What is he saying now? And you know, that's sort of like a, just a, a warm-up, an introduction to what I wanted to speak about today. But let's go to Hebrews 11 verse 1. We see in the New King James Version, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You see, this is what we need to build. We need this now word. So what I'm sort of like, I'm wanting to release into the atmosphere this morning is the sense of God is speaking to us now. I haven't heard to just hear the message of the week, do you know what I mean? Like have my little fix. No, I'm actually here to hear what God has to say. Because I want to actually experience, I want to experience it in my life. I want something to shift. If you've got anything you'd like to shift in your life, why don't you turn to someone and say, get ready for it to be shifted. Bless the Lord. If God can shift you, he can shift your circumstances. I said, if he can move you with his word, he can move your circumstances through him. Bless the Lord. Through what he says. So this is what we need. We need a now word to build on. We get a now word to build on when we live the abiding life. When we abide in him and his word abides in us. Amen? Yeah. Ask what we will. and It'll be done for us in this way. The Father, as we bear much fruit, the Father is glorified. 
So if we go to James 1, Passion Translation, I want to move forward with that. I'm going to skip through this a bit. (laughs) But James 1 verse 22 in the Passion Translation says, Don't just listen to the word. And this is what he's resting on today. Don't just listen to this word of truth and not respond to it. You see, we're co-laborers with Christ. We don't just hear the word and say, okay, go do it, God. We're co-laborers with him. Don't just listen to this truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. So always let this word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. Then we go to verse 23. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, you become like the person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. Then you go out and forget your divine origin. What does that mean? I go out and I live like the word is not so. I go out and live like God has not spoken to me. Yeah? But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law, the perfecting law, isn't that awesome? The perfecting law of liberty, this word comes to perfect us. You know, we can't perfect ourselves by our, our own way of doing and our own way of being right. But if we allow this word to work in our lives, as we, as we apply this word to our lives, it perfects us. Yeah? Of liberty. It perfects liberty in our life. The perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. By it. They experience the blessing in all they do. Hallelujah. You see, that's actually the answer. If we look to the Word of God as the truth and we feel, I'm not experiencing the blessings that I'm hearing about, he's saying here, it's a doer of the Word that will experience the blessing. And he wants confidence to rise up in our hearts that, hey, if I put this thing into practice in my life, if I put this word, if I put what God is saying into practice in my life, I will experience the blessing that it's speaking about. Amen? I'm going to experience it. Turn to someone and give them a high five and say, that's the way we'll experience it. Amen? By putting it into action. By doing something with it. You know, we know in his word, God says that he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. So he's saying, use it. I've placed it in your hand. Use it. And today, even the words that I'm speaking are the sword of the spirit. I'll give you that sword. And what I'm saying to you is start wielding it. Because it's powerful and it's effective. According to Ephesians 6. That word is powerful and it is effective. And in Hebrews it tells us that it has the power to cut and divide what is of the soul and what is of the spirit. Man, we need our soul dealt with. Amen? That that word will cut off what is of the soul, what is of the unrenewed mind and what is of the spirit. Because he wants us meditating on his word. Why? Because it's spirit and it's life. It's healing. It's healing and it's health. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We give you glory, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So all that I've spoken thus far this morning was spoken so that I could help get, take us or lead us into a position to hear and give attention to his word. And not what is happening after the meeting today. Because his word is preparing us for what's happening now. Now. I believe he's, he's giving an invitation for everybody today to receive a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. So I want to go to Acts 1. Verse 4. And while being in their company and eating with them, this is Jesus, and he's in our company right now. Amen? He's with us now by his Spirit. He commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for the, what the Father had promised, of which he said, You have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. Passion Translation. Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about. The gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Wow. The gift of God is God himself. The gift of God is God himself. Hallelujah. I believe sometimes we can be reluctant, we can be really reluctant when we start to speak about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And even for those that haven't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit since they've been born again, we can be reluctant to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit because we can fear losing control. Turn to someone saying it's time to give him control. <laughs> Amen. We need to be full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Yeah? Anyone says, no, we don't, well, I'll just ask you, how are you doing? Are you living the life that Jesus came to, came to give you? Are you living the abundant life? It's time for the church to be full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Anyone into that? Yeah? Glory to God. Glory to God. Full of and controlled by. He says, wait for. Wait for. You know, it's a good gift. The Holy Spirit is a good gift. Why? Because it's God and God is good. We see in James 1 verse 16, it says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift. Someone say good gift. He is a good gift. God himself is a good gift. All wisdom, all knowledge. All power is a good gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. James said that in, in this, he said, 
This is a good gift. I don't want you to be deceived. He says, before then, do not be in error. Don't be in error, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God. And the Holy Spirit is a good and perfect gift. Why? Because he is God. He is God. You know, in Acts we see, we see the disciples coming up to ones, I can't remember who it was, but one of them was somebody born again to, to believers, to come up to believers. And they said, he said to them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said, we haven't even heard of him. We haven't even heard of the helper. We haven't even heard of the comforter, my paraphrase. We haven't even heard of the strengthener. We haven't even heard of the advocate. We haven't even heard of the standby. We haven't heard of him. We haven't heard of that one which, is to, which has come. We never heard of him. You mean there's more? Someone say more. Hallelujah. You know, I remember in my own experience when I was born again, they said, well, that's it now. You're right. But I had such an incredible encounter with God. I knew there must be more because I'd already experienced more than what I was experiencing. Hey. When I encountered him, I encountered his love. I encountered him. I, I encountered a supernatural God. I encountered something that natural man couldn't give me. They tried, but they couldn't give me. I remember when my daughter was diagnosed, my sister always had the answer for everything. Always had the answer for everything. And she didn't come near me because she didn't have an answer for me. But God invaded my world. Yeah? And gave me a peace that I could not understand. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he changed my life. Healed my daughter. She's here somewhere. She's probably in the kitchen getting things ready. Is, you, is Bookie here? Whoa! Life changes when the power of God touches your life. Anyone into a life-changing experience? Does anyone want more? I'm hungry for more. I was born hungry. I was born hungry. Amen? And most of what I see man has to offer is just not enough for me. Am I speaking for you as well? Is anyone satisfied yet? Come on. Well, let's look to the Holy Spirit. Let's look to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Thank you, Father. But, you know, James was talking, in the, in the book of James, he talks about having control, how we can control things. Yeah? Remember I was talking about being full of and controlled by the Holy Spirit? Well, James goes on to say, which I can't turn to now, but James goes on to say that a man who has tamed his tongue is a perfect man and able to control his whole body, steer his, the whole of nature. Yeah? Well, you've got a perfect man on the inside of you, or perfect person called the Holy Spirit, who's given you a language when you're baptised in the Holy Spirit, amen, to speak his language and control what's going on in your life. Oh, tilt, tilt. Oh, tilt, tilt. Because when he comes and lives on the inside of you, he actually gives you a language so that he can control your tongue so that what you used to say 
Oh, hallelujah. And what you used to produce in your life can change. I can't repeat that because I don't know what I just said. I'm speaking about the gift of tongues. You all doing all right with that? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Ah, Need some resurrection. Hallelujah. What he's saying here is don't move without him. Don't move without him. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait upon the Lord, who expect, look for and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Oh, hallelujah. That sounds like someone who is full of the Holy Spirit to me. That sounds like someone who's waiting on the Lord before they speak. Amen. Wait on him. He's saying, wait on him. Listen to him. He will guide you in the plan that he has for your life. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. I'm going to fly ahead here. It says, do you not know that your body is the temple of the, ver- the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit? Guys, he's got something to say through you. He's got something to birth through you. Who lives within you. Turn to someone and say, he lives in you. God, awaken us that we would know that Christ abides in us. Turn to someone. Turn to someone else. Say, God lives in you. Come on. Glory to God. If he doesn't live in you, we can do something about that before you leave this morning. Who lives within you, whom you have received as a gift from God. You, you didn't even qualify. We don't qualify. It's Christ that qualified for us. Amen. You are not your own. You know, we have become the habitation of God. The Old Testament, we know that God was with the people, but with us now, He is with us and He is in us. He is within us. We can be walking around in the dark and we don't need to because He wants to reveal more than you know. Holy Spirit comes to reveal more than you know. Someone says, I don't know what to do. Holy Spirit has been given to you. He abides on the inside of you. He's given you a prayer language so that you can actually pray for things you don't know and He can reveal them and say, that is so. He wants to turn on the light. It's like I'm reminded of those words, say no more. You know not what to do for the the all-knowing one lives on the inside of you. He turns the light on by flooding the eyes of our understanding. We see in Acts 2 verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Isn't it great to be in one place today? We're in a good place being in one place. Amen. In one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. 
Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each one of them. And they were all, someone say all, all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. This is when they received the Holy Spirit, they received the gift of tongues. You know, someone, I can hear someone saying, well, I, I, I know how to speak in tongues. It's not a matter of, if you know how to speak in tongues, do you speak in tongues? Is it your lifestyle? If we could truly got a revelation of the power of speaking in other tongues, we would not be quiet. We would not be silent. Amen? Holy Spirit wants to stir us up this morning. That we begin to pray with other tongues like never before. God wants the church on the prophetic edge, not on cleanup. Oh, I pray in tongues for a while, then woe, woe is me, look what's happening around me. No, he wants you on the prophetic edge, out of damage control, out of maintenance and on the prophetic edge. Amen. Thank you, Father. Speaking in tongues will build, building ourselves up. Jude 20, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Rise like an edifice higher and higher. Above all the stuff, praying in the Holy Spirit. Building your faith up until your faith takes you to a place where you're above and not beneath. Amen? That you're the head and not the tail. You're on the cutting edge. Amen? You're singing songs like the battle belongs to the Lord when the enemy comes in. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. Amen. It's like plugging. It's like you've got the electricity on, but you're not turning the power on. It's on. He's in you. Amen. Someone has, says, I haven't got to stop it. You've got time. You ain't got, you, you, you shook the brains of someone greater. You... Haven't got time not to pray. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you'll get, you'll get done in one day, even in prayer. When you get done in five minutes, what it takes someone else to do in five hours with their understanding. Bless the Lord. Because you've got the mind of God on the case. I said you've got the mind of God on the case. You've got the mind of God on the problem. You've got the utterance of the Holy Spirit. He's praying for you. He does a much better job for you than you can do for yourself. Amen. Glory to God. Partnered with the Word of God and He brings up the Word of God and you begin to wield that sword and you cut off the enemy's head. Come on. Oh, come on. I don't know how half of you are sitting down there. I couldn't be sitting down while I'm saying this. I couldn't be. I couldn't be sitting down in a nice little home group saying this right now. I love home groups. We've got connect groups. Join one. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Come on. Come on. He also expands our capacity to receive what he's saying. He gives us access. Holy Spirit gives us access to the mysteries of God. John 16. Verse 12. Jesus is saying to his disciples, I still have many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them or take them upon you or grasp them now. But he, the spirit of truth, 
the truth-giving spirit comes. He will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. He's going to unfold it to you. He wants to unfold it to you. Make room for him. Make room for him in your life. Make room for him in your Bible reading. Make room for him in your conversations. Make room for him in your meditation. Oh, hallelujah. Make room for him at your table with your family. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father and he will give the message that he has given to him. And he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come. Hallelujah, that puts you right on the edge, doesn't it? You know what's going to happen tomorrow because he's already told you you've made preparation for it. Amen? You're not groping around in the dark like the world is. We're meant to be know what's going to happen tomorrow, guys. Amen? You don't need me up here controlling your thoughts or your beliefs or, 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 or your politics or, 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 your, or your, your self-care. You've got the Holy Spirit that's showing you what's to come and what will happen in the future. We don't have to turn the pulpit into something like that. We can actually speak the truth that brings freedom into people's lives. Amen? In every season. The things that will happen in the future. He will honour and glorify me because he will take off, receive, draw upon what is mine and he will reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. He'll get it to you any way he can. He'll transmit it to you if he has to. Amen? He'll get it into you. Someone says, I don't understand. It's hard. I, you know, hard. I can't remember things. You know, like I was never a good student. Shocking. It's too embarrassing for you to tell, me, tell you how bad I was. Seriously. I, but when I received the Holy Spirit, when I was born again, I remember scriptures. I can remember them. Why? Because I've got the one that brings everything that I need to know to remembrance. I tell you, he's going to bring what you need to know to remembrance. The devil will tell you everything you don't need to know. Your unrenewed mind will quote things to you. But you know what? Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance what you need to know. You want to partner up with him. As a matter of fact, you want to make him your senior partner. Your senior partner. What does that mean? He's the CEO, mate. He takes control. Amen. Everything that the Father has is mine. He said, that is what I meant when I said he, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and he will reveal, declare, disclose and transmit it to you. Kids, you don't need him on your side. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh, glory to God. So how do you find out a breakthrough or problem? When you pray in the Spirit together with the Holy Spirit. Oh. When you partner up with Him, praying in the Holy Spirit. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Father. You begin to experience the depth of God. You begin to experience the breakthrough. Everyone's looking out there to do it for you. You've got the king, you've got the Lord of the breakthrough on the inside of you. How about we be the church and stop attending church, church? 
We'll have a lot more fun together when we be the church. When you bring your portion and when I say, let's pray in the spirit for a while, let's do it. And up we go. We blow the roof off this place and we start looking down on it and see what God's seeing in here. Amen. You come today to be equipped for the work of your ministry. Amen. Not to see any superstar far from a superstar. Amen. Come on. Holy, 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 holy. Come on. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. What you do in private, co-laboring with the Holy Spirit, will be displayed. Thank you, Lord. I just want to skip past some things so that I... Let me just read this out. As we pray in the Spirit, he begins to release the supernatural, the quality of the life of the kingdom. Proceed everything with praying in tongues and release the realm within you. Release the realm of God within you. He knows what we need individually. He knows what we need corporately. As a family today, I want to encourage you that we need his thoughts. I need to know what he is thinking. I need to know what he is saying. You need to know what he is thinking. You need to know what he is saying. His thoughts are higher, one would say. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts, one would say. But he wants to reveal his thoughts to us. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. He says, But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us. How? By and through his spirit. Amen? Well, no one, his thoughts are higher. Get on with it. Read the verses around it. He reveals all things through his spirit and by his spirit. And as we are praying in the spirit of God, you will find that revelation will come to you. Amen. You know, when the scriptures say in Corinthians, it said, when, when you pray in an unknown tongue, your mind is unfruitful. Good. Praise God. I don't want my mind. I want his mind. He's saying your mind is unfruitful because he's saying what's happening is the mind of Christ is beginning to flood your mind. So your mind is unfruitful and actually it'll reveal to you how unfruitful your thoughts are when you hear things from his perspective. Hallelujah. That was Corinthians 14, 14, I just spoke. 1 Corinthians 14, 2, For the one who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not to men but to God. Oh, you know what, I'm over speaking to men about this problem. I'm going to start speaking to God about it. I'll go to the top. I'll go to the top. Oh, praise Jesus, what the blood of Jesus has done for us. That we can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy whenever we need it. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. I'll go, I'm not speaking to you anymore, I'm speaking to God. 
I'm over speaking to men about this. I'm going to go in and I'm going to speak to God for no one understands or catches his meaning. Because the Holy Spirit, he utters, because in the Holy Spirit, he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to human understanding. So why would I go to the council of the world when I can go to God? Amen? And he can give me the answer. But you see, the word and the spirit have to work together. That's why we started off, pay attention to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. Because you begin to know the voice of God. You, you begin to know what God would say to you. What is he saying to you right now? Because it would seem that you're prospering in your way. But God says, don't be deceived. I am the word. And the word became flesh and brought a display of how you can be living right now. That was a word of knowledge for someone. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 3 verse 20, lots of scriptures today. Now to him by and in consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us. His power that is at work within us. Is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes or dreams. Praise the Lord. You know, Paul was given the stewardship of preaching, the revealing or the revealing the mystery of Christ within us, the hope of glory. Bringing that revelation to the church. And when he prayed in the Holy Spirit, because he says in 1 Corinthians 14, 18, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Amen. Someone says, well, that passed away. Show me scripture and verse. Show me scripture and verse where tongues passed away. Show me scripture and verse. Show me it. Cut the head off that one. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses. Someone say, Lord, help me. It's part of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's his role to help us, guys. It's his role to help us. He helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, everyone sprouts that off, don't they? They just cut it up and say, oh, well, God's working all things together for good. That's when you're co-laboring with him in prayer. That's when we, we are prayerful. He's working it all together for good as we pray. Amen? If you think you're experiencing good, you haven't seen good yet. If you think life's great, you haven't seen great yet. This is the season that we're being called into right now. This is the season that we're living in. Work together for good. The Amplified says it's all fitting into a plan. He's fitting it all into a plan. You are praying out the plan. 
You are giving birth to the plan. Your prayers, your words in tongues are actually giving the plan permission to land in your life. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is so much greater than yours. We just read that. But we're, we, we're, we're, crea- we're creating a landing place for the promises of God that we, we have got no idea how, 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 how amazing they are. I had a word of knowledge a couple of weeks ago about a tangled and knotted. Um, people were feeling knotted up, like the problem was so great that they didn't know how to unravel it. Anyone remember that? Can you lift your hand if you remember that? Yeah, it was like uh, I just saw this knotted twine, knotted wool, and I used to remember how my grandmother would, could unknot anything, you know, like she could, yeah. And the Lord said to me and said to this, just as a word of knowledge just came out that, you know, God is the solver of knotty problems. And as you pray and as you give it to him, just give it over to him, he will undo the knots. Yeah? He'll untangle these circumstances that seem like, how's this ever going to happen? So what the person did, this is a good idea, they actually took that word and because they didn't know how to pray, they prayed in tongues. They just took that word and they prayed in the spirit over that tongue, that word. Prayed in the spirit over it. And what happened? The problems start to unravel. They were just unraveling. Why? Because they stewarded that word of knowledge. They took it and they co-labored with it. Why? Because they were desperate to see something shift and change. So what did they do? I'll take that. I will take that word and I will steward it. Amen? I don't know what I'm praying. I don't know how he's going to do it. But all I know is something leapt on the inside of me when I heard that word. So here's my response. Here's my response. Working with the word, miracles unfolding, it can only be God. As I said earlier, I can speak in tongues, but do you speak in tongues? Do you? Steward, the voice of God, the utterance of God, the utterance of God. I mean, when you're praying in the spirit next time, which I hope is, begins now and never stops. You, know, somebody, you can actually pray in tongues so much that when someone speaks to you, you don't actually... <laughs> it's hard to express in English like you start oh <laughs> the gift of tongues that I'm talking about today is the gift of tongues that's given to every believer I'm not talking about the gifts of tongues and interpretation which you'll see which are for a gathering amen nor am I talking about the gifts that are actually where you sp- they speak as they did in the in the book of Acts where they spoke in the language of foreigners and they understood what they said. I'm talking about the personal gift of edification, of speaking in tongues for every born-again believer that it talks about in, in Mark 16. Amen? 
Hallelujah. So we do need to understand the benefits. I've thrown some out today of speaking in tongues. It's like having electricity in the house and never turning it on if you don't. And walking around in the dark. Yeah? We see in um, Acts 8, finishing up, verse 5, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Verse 12, But when they... They believed Philip as he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. Both men and women were baptized. Verse 14 and 15. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. 16. For as yet... He had not fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptised in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They received the Holy Spirit. Amen? So what do you think happens when the preaching of the word on a particular subject takes place? What happens? What one would hope. You would hope that signs would accompany the preaching of the Word of God. Is that right? One would hope that that would happen, yeah. You're sort of a bit excited about that. You know, I'll never forget the day that I started speaking in tongues. It was just uh, like a sign and a wonder. So excited about it. You know, I'd heard about before I was born again or before I encountered the love of God the way I did. I, I, I thought... Um, I thought about, you know, I, I remembered saying to myself, you know, I'd heard about these people that pray in tongues and I thought, you know what, if I ever become a Christian, I want to be like those ones that, you know, they've got something, I've got, got the, I wanted the power. Someone say the power. Power's good. Power's good. Yeah? Power's good. Amen? Amen? There's not enough agreement in the room, really, seriously. You know, like... There's some things that we're believing for and things that we want to happen that aren't going to happen without the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Without the power of the Holy Spirit. Lives don't change. Form comes. Tradition comes and form. This is the way we do it. Um, that comes, you know. Um, knowledge, but knowledge, knowledge puffs up. Knowledge puffs up. We've got to watch the puffing up of the knowledge, how much I know. Well, you can be how much I know, but how much do I know? You know, when you know him, you are never at the mercy of somebody's theology. It's too late. It's too late to tell me that God doesn't heal today. I've already been healed. It's too late to tell me that people don't get baptised in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking another tongue because I already have been. It's too late. I'm gone. Sorry. Sorry. Too late. Too late. It's too late to tell me Pentecost does, you know, Pentecost has n no effect on. It's too late. I'm already, I'm gone. I'm convinced. It's too late. 